Shadow here. Last week on the Reroll podcast, we got into some trouble. We're under attack, there's more than one. Things did not go as planned, as usual. Why don't you come with me, child? I'm not ready to go home yet. While Grout and Donovan were burning down the place Yelena was hanging out. We're to go for one pair, you go for the next. Got it. Flint was freeing Louie, and he decided to burn the bad guy's wagon as a parting gift. Hold this for a second there, brother. Lights the torch and then tosses it back over his shoulder. And Jurgen was, well, awesome. Go be a bear. Go be a bear. So he takes his claw and rakes across the face of the one to the north, killing him immediately. It came time to make my escape, and I was almost there. But then, the bad man... He hurt Star. Really bad. You get this jolt of, like, black electricity. This necrotic surge through you. You take eight piercing damage. And ten necrotic. Jesus Christ. That's great. Very good. And the second attack. And then he saw it as an opportunity. I have a proposal. I guess he wanted me more. I didn't want to leave my friends. But if I didn't, then we would lose Star. Leave now with your life, for it is my gift to you. I guess I knew Father would make me come home at some point. He's taking me home, Bo. But I wouldn't have traded my time with you guys for anything. So you may not see me around for a while. Or... But I'll remember all the fun we've had together, right here on the Reroll Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. As we vastly, or rather, as we quickly approach our year mark of doing this show, I just want to remind you if you are listening to the show and enjoying it or not, Please leave us a review on whatever platform that you use to listen to our episodes. If you have any feedback or want to scream at Zane and tell him he sucks. I'm here for it. We're here for it. Stay to the end of the ep and uh, we'll have our email listed in our outro. And as always, you can navigate to all of our social medias and etc via our link tree that is posted in the episode description i will give you my personal cell phone number and you can call me whenever you want i have zane's soch <laughs> i was subscribed to our patreon for, for, <laughs> for zane's, zane's social security <laughs> number <laughs> uh no the other the other important thing too is if you like us just tell your friends share it because yeah. we just want to get the word out there word of mouth goes really far yeah, and we really appreciate everybody coming back to listen. It's actually, we were just talking about that before we started recording, like how we, you know, we have like so many awesome people who are already tuning in like regularly. And that is so fucking heartwarming to me. I'm deeply in love with every one of you. Yeah. That's why all of you will be getting Zane's social security for free. I'm just saying you have my cell phone number. You can send whatever pictures you want. It's fine. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we actually mentioned this off-air last time, but our players, except for Latara, have actually leveled up. I mean, Latara, I guess you technically leveled up, but Shadow's pretty much dead, so we don't <laughs> Shadow's to, dead, yeah. We don't have to worry too much about that. 
someone's gonna be like wait did i like go to the wrong episode <laughs> no yeah you didn't you're you're yeah surprise well she'll Things be more powerful in the afterlife <laughs> sure uh did anybody get anything particularly cool this level up um, I mean, I, I can hit things more times in a row now, which as a fighter is something I've really been, I feel like I've been missing. I need to hit, Extreme I need to whack more attack. stuff more efficiently. I don't remember what I was, was I just like revived? I don't remember what my health was at when we left I off. healed you, but I don't For know. For eight or ten, it was one of those two. I think it was eight, I think I got rolled high on it. Okay, yeah. well my max hit points are... Well, they were oh, seven. Well, that's because of the, yeah, so. the ability that he used on you or something. Oh. Lowered your max hit points. Yes. Well, Shadow got third level spells. And <laughs> so it would have been really useful. Counter spell. <laughs> Daylight and a buck short. I know. <laughs> I really thought about taking counter spell. Uh, got to. First, he can see in the fucking dark now. Wow. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god. Amazing. He got he got really tired of shit after that last couple of encounters. Well, and um, with Shadow not there to lead him, he kinda needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My my rider is gone. Um <laughs> Yeah, I can see in the dark I can cast two Eldritch Blasts instead of one. That's cool. And I got a couple new cool spells. But I'm not telling you. <laughs> That's fine. I um I got destroy undead, so there's a chance if if uh, undead fails their saving throw against my turn undead spell, then it's instantly destroyed if it's lo lower than a certain threshold of uh, CR. So it's just pretty cool. That I haven't gotten to cool. do any really undead stuff yet. I've tried, but it hasn't worked yet. So we'll see. Okay. Anything particularly cool for Moonbow? I. Don't think so. Like, I don't know if I really got anything. More sneak honestly. attack, maybe? Probably a sneak attack upgrade. I don't see a sneak attack and upgrade. Features and treats. Oh, you got uncanny. Yeah, so your sneak attack does 3d6 okay, instead of 2d6. Nice. And then you got uncanny dodge. This is important to remember. When an attacker uh, hits you. That I can see. That right? you can see, yeah, yeah. Use then your I reaction. Can half it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. That's even was... with range stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you as can long see it. As long as you him. can see him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. We've been uh, playing Celeste a lot, and that's one that keeps coming up. And then I also end up getting... got. Blah, blah, blah. I got a spell that's also I use a lot in that game, Spirit Guardians, which you and Zane... <laughs> well, no, well. But I know, so I have that in this... No. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I love Spirit Guardians. I know, it's so clutch in uh, Celeste, so... So we're going to bottleneck all your bitch asses through this corridor yep. and you're going to have to run through a field of ghosts and take yeah. damage the entire time. Spooky. Um, I also, I don't know if this one was here before or not, but I have a, something called Mage Hand Ledgerman. Ledgerman? I oh, don't know. Yeah. Ledgerman. Um, Ledgerman. Ledgerman. Um, so starting at third level, when you cast Mage Hand, you can make the Spectral Hand invisible and can perform the following uh, tasks with it can stow one object with the hand uh the hand is holding in a container worn or carried by another creature you can retrieve an object in a container worn or carried by another uh, creature or you can use thieves tools to pick locks and disarm traps at range so that's, that's pretty cool. cool that's cool that is pretty cool yeah, uh, yeah. swiss army hand 
Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Wait, I can can opener this. Hold on. <laughs> All right. We settle on a scene of two figures moving through the forest. The night sky is starting to brighten with the impending dawn coming. Louie, accompanied by Flint, bursts through the forest line of the alchemy lab. On the outside of it, of course, is Olivia. She spots you pretty quickly and shouts. And Kella runs out of the lab, as well as a group of resistance members, and rushes up to you. And Kella immediately locks eyes with you, Flynn, and says, Oh, oh my god. You saved him. You saved Louie. Yeah, pulled him right out from under their noses. It was glorious. You should have seen it. The other should be right behind me. Louis coughs. <laughs> And a bit of blood spits out, and Kella says, Louie, come on, let's get you inside. Taking Louie from your arm, Flint, she gets under his right arm and, and starts lugging him indoors. Meanwhile, Groff, <laughs> accompanied by Donovan, are the next to come through the tree line. Both of you covered with soot from the blazing inferno that was the gallows. This journal still firmly in your grip. Thought it was fucking awesome. Good work, Donovan. <laughs> Thanks, Groth. That was exhilarating. That'll fucking piss him off for sure. And then soon after breaching the forest line is Bo Cantrell accompanied by a wounded weak starlit moonbow Bo's helping star walk and um probably just has like it's a little sweaty I'm just like this journey, this kind of like difficult journey to walk this way and also has a permanent scowl just like stricken across his face. Like just awfully disappointed in himself and that he couldn't do anything to help. Star is just kind of like staring down at the ground. Um, I mean, if you were looking close enough, you could see tears just welling up and falling from her eyes, but she just has sort of like a... She's got a scowl on too, I think, but I don't know. There's probably a moment where Bo softens and pulls like a little like black handkerchief out of his pocket, gives it to you, and then kind of returns to the kind of um, walk that we have to do very slowly and probably painfully back to the lab. Uh, you doing that, Star just kind of waves it away, and she's like, no. And she'll just, she'll keep walking with you. So yeah, Flint, kind of seeing 
his compatriots come out of the tree line just like he's in a pretty good mood he's kind of walks toward you guys and just like i can't believe that we actually managed to pull that off that was amazing i am usually not like too confident about plans like this and it went a little haywire but that was not bad and he kind of notices like the somber look on star and uh and um bo's faces and he says uh hey where's the last Where's, where's Shadow? I think Star will just, having walked all this way and just has been stewing over this, she just sort of lets go of Bo and she'll just plop down, just looking at her hands. And she's like, I can't save anyone no where the bloody hell is shadow with the inquisitor she traded her life for mine I don't know why she would do that and you just bloody let them take her star looks at him and she's like you think that I wanted to let her go? Do you think that I just gave her over? I wouldn't do that. I had no choice. I was nearly dead. I told you guys we shouldn't have gone. Upon closer inspection, Flint is... Star kind of... Excuse me. As you kind of walk closer to Star, you... See two dark wounds creeping sort of burn scars like an electrical burn almost are seeped into her clothing and parts of her fur and she looks like hell weaker than you've ever just just frail If that's what he was able to do to you, then maybe Shadow would be better off if she was dead. And Flynn just kind of like sinks back and like turns. Yeah, he turns away and kind of walks off towards the tree line. Donovan looks to Star and to Bo and Flint and finally to you, Groth. And he says... But, but we, we had a plan. Well, it didn't account for this. We'll have to make a new one. Did, did they say anything about where they were going? No. Star's going to, like, wipe away her tears, and she'll say, he... <sighs> He said he was going to take her to her father. Yes. <laughs> I don't recall if he actually said the name, name or not, but... He didn't, but earlier he did refer to a name and a slave. Uh, there was a name. I don't know if that was connected to... Not necessarily. It was just information you heard, probably. I think only Star might have heard of. Uh, I don't remember. 
I mean, I, I think I was pretty close, so I, I mean, if you'll give it to me, I think I probably heard it, but... When he first came up, well, when he was first starting to interact with Shadow, he said something about the Delacroix slave. Okay. Are you going to give it to me? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, he... He called her the Delacroix slave. Oh, that little one was no slave. And then you see Flint's expression kind of shift a little bit, and he just starts muttering to himself, Delacroix. Delacroix. And he kind of quickly, like, turns and, mar- like, marches back inside and shuts the door behind him. Bo's going to offer her hand back to Star and say, well, we made it this far. Do you want to go in? Maybe by the fire? Star's just going to look away and wave his hand away and just be like, I just... I just need a few minutes. I'm sorry. And she'll just stay there. Even though you rejected the um, handkerchief, he's just going to like fold it out and put it in a little perfect square and just kind of put it right next to you <laughs> and then leave you alone. Walking away, Bo, you see Jurgen as he lumbers slowly into the forest line. His gray fur misted with red, his jaws dripping blood. You see his eyes are distant, and his focus seems blurred. Within a step, he shifts into his orc form, and for the first time since you've met him, his face is heavy. He looks old, weary, and tired. Oi... Must go. And even in his orc form, he's... got blood all around his mouth. Just sort of torn patches of hair. Doesn't look wounded, but looks exhausted. I'm sorry, I... couldn't do more for the child. He slumps his shoulders and... heads back into the forest, leaning on his staff with every step he takes. Before he goes, could that, could, uh, Bo wants to go up and just give him a very solid hug and heal him at the same time. Yeah, you do, and, and you hear him go, <sighs> but then he sort of, with an exhale, relax and brings his large hand up on her back and he says, I'll see you soon. Too soon. Disappears into the forest. Flint, you enter the alchemy lab. And a upbeat, glittering creature zips around you in a swirl before skidding on your shoulder pad and doing a little one-two dance. And he says, Hey there, stinky. Where's Shadow? Not right now, Maximus. Why? Really not, really not a good time. And he kind of just bats him off his shoulder. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Flint's gonna continue through and um, pulls out like a uh, a couple of um, like small notebooks out of his bag and just kind of starts sifting through them, trying to find something. Groth, what are you doing? 
Uh, has Grouse seen Louie yet? No. Where'd Louie go? Louie went inside with Kella. Grouse looking for Louie. You walk in the alchemy lab. Zipping to you, leaving behind a line of glitter. Going maybe two inches off the floor until getting your foot. And foot. Your foot. Your foot. <laughs> and then flying directly vertically until this tiny creature is right in front of your face. You see Maximus and he says, Boom. Hey. Hello, sir. <laughs> Where is Shadow? Oh, I wish I knew, buddy. Uh, oh, this is a riddle. Okay. Um, shadow, shadow, <laughs> shadow. And then he zips behind you and looks at where your shadow is, and he's like, got you. Wait, where is she? Yeah, it's a riddle. You uh, you keep working on that. Where's Louie? Have you seen him? Oh, uh, Kella took him uh, back into the lab. <laughs> okay. Maximus, we're uh, we're gonna need to talk soon, all of us. Boy, hold think on. You should be there. I think I got the riddle. No, that's not it. <laughs> Zips around. <laughs> you continue down towards the alchemy lab, bursting through the double doors. You see, Louis. And he is had his shirt removed at this point as Kella is applying some salve to two wounds. To the viewer, if we had a visual reference, these <laughs> wounds look almost identical to Star's wounds from the two-pronged spear of the Inquisitor. Two dark purple scabbed circles that have these sort of electrical burn style markings that creep all the way to his neck but they don't leave traces like electricity it's not even it's it's it seems to congregate around centers of nerves and pain and he looks weak his eyes are baggy he's missing a front incisor but he looks up at you and with his trembling hairy hand pushes Kella aside as she's applying the solve says Groth and he runs up to you and immediately embraces you in a hug I fucking pick him up <laughs> it's like six feet off the ground oh my god big man are you I and tears are streaming down his face it's like I didn't mean for this Oh, I know you didn't, Louis. The only fucking person in the world whose motivations I've never questioned. Oh, to say Flint kind of seeing this from across the room through the door just says, you tell that bumbling oaf if he dies now. Or not to die now. We've we've paid way too much at this point. I'm I wouldn't I wouldn't ask you to ever pay that price for me. I'm sorry. You'd never have to, Louis. You'd never have to ask. He just breaks down. Just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Truly, sir. You have nothing to be sorry for. Just get better quick. We might need your help. Bo, what are you, what are you doing? 
I mean, Bo just hugged Jurgen. Can we come back to me? I don't have no idea. <laughs> what I want to do next. Okay, Shadow, what are you doing? Or not Shadow? Who? I can't wait to not get your guys' names confused anymore. <laughs> Star, what are you doing? She's still by the edge of the woods. I think she's found a tree to kind of lean up against. And just she's just sitting there, just thinking to herself, kind of like if anyone walked up on her, she'd have kind of like a just an unfocused look in her eye with like a scowl on her face. And she might even be like, like drawing something in her, um, not like actually drawing, uh, just like with her claw, just drawing in the dirt. Like, I don't know. She just looks sad. The dimming darkness of the night begins to give way to a yellowish, pinkish sunrise. And I think at this moment, you all now are going to suffer a level of exhaustion because you are very tired. So until you go to sleep, disadvantage on ability checks because it has been a very long night. What's everybody doing? You said it's like sunrise, right? Yep. Louis, come with me. Alright. Um, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, something I don't think we've touched heavily on. Where does everybody sleep in this fucking place? Everybody just sleep inside? Um, I think most. I think most folks sleep outside except for kind of the elderly or sort of weakest of the bunch. Um, you have, uh,. What's the automaton's name? Kevin. Kevin. You have Kevin who sort of uh, patrols around at night. Um. So it almost probably looks a little bit like a kind of like a makeshift like war camp at this point because everybody's training and yeah. trying to drum up a militia. So there's probably lots of like kind of lean to tent and like campfire situations. Yeah, though I will say a lot of supplies are still packed up from everybody not sure if they should evacuate or not. Um, yeah, but there's smarter to keep your shit packed up anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> leather tents, kind of like almost like a tent city outside. Some of uh, Kella sleeps inside. Um, yeah, a little bit of a mix. All right. I mean, uh, Flint's just got a cot set up around a campfire, like under a little lean-to thing. I imagine nice. that we all probably would have been in like a big kind of circle, uh, yeah. sort of like how they do it in Baldur's Gate Three. Like where your little party sleeps around the fire. Sure. Uh, yeah, Groth is going to just quickly grab any of his party mates that he sees. Yeah, come outside, come outside, come on. Flint kind of half-heartedly follows, and he's still got his nose buried in one of those one of those notebooks he's been pouring through. Uh -oh. I, before you go forward, um, I think that Bo probably turned to the small garden that he had started a while back um, as a kind of comfort flashing back to the memory that um, I had shared kind of back to a place of you know some kind of control 
and kind of a wealth of, you know, something that is good coming out of out of the ground and into these people and something that helps and but quickly quickly just gets frustrated and probably just leaves it. I think you might even be frustrated with the progress because it's only been a couple of days, so you have maybe one or two little seedlings, but it's mostly kind of recently settled soil, things like that. Well, I imagine maybe it was like not quite maintained and maybe Bo just like rapidly pulling out weeds and just like <laughs> focusing way too hard on and being angry at th that these weeds are here and then being like, this is like useless. There's way too much work to be done right now and just kind of like gets frustrated and right. leaves. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You coming around the front porch when you leave it? If if you're saying if you're trying to gather us, um, but yeah. we'll follow. Yeah, I'm gonna gather literally all of us that are still here. Yep. And Louie, and Kella. So walking out front, you get Bo, you get Flint, Kella, Louie, uh, Kella, Donovan Louis. for sure. You see Donovan, and Donovan is sparring with Gator and Olivia, and looking over, you see that they all are wielding kind of training equipment, just sticks that seem a little balanced. And Donovan's like got a bloody nose. The right side of his face is swollen. Gator is just breathing heavily, clearly exhausted. And Olivia's like, Donovan, I, I, I think this is enough. And he's like, again and immediately rushes Gator, and Gator picks up his arm and sort of parries one of the swings, and Donovan comes around and hits him right in the leg, causing Gator to yelp out while Olivia hurls this sort of bag of rice and hits Donovan right in the side of the head, and he charges forward as she steps aside and sort of kicks him in the dirt, and she's like, you are sloppy, you're tired, stop, and he gets up, wipes the dirt off his face and goes, again, Flint's gonna, yeah, Flint's gonna step over and uh, say, I understand you're angry, but when you're angry and tired, you make mistakes. And if you keep learning based on mistakes, you're never gonna get any better. He seems to ignore you as he rushes towards Olivia, goes to swipe the fanes and dives towards Gator, bounces off him with her shoulder and sweeps Olivia off her feet. Does that look sloppy to you? Does that look like mistakes? Again. It looks like you're baiting the shit out of your friends. You're going to keep testing them until they start hitting you back for real? That's not what any of this is meant for. He turns and swings the stick towards you. Does a 16 hit you? Um, yes. You take five points of damage. Nice. So he beams you across the head with it. You want in on this? If you're in this pit, you're fighting. If you're not, shut up. <laughs> no, I don't want a part of this. I don't think anybody else is going to either if you keep acting like this. If you want to be a leader, if you want people to follow you, you need to be somebody worth following. Roll a persuasion check. Hmm, not good. Uh, six. He looks at you, dead-faced, 
no emotion in his eyes, but hate and anger. And he says, again, and turns around. And Flint just kind of shrugs, walks away. I don't have time for this. Kraut's going to try one more time. Donovan, what do you do, buddy? Mm, give me a persuasion. 16. I think... I think because he was already sort of infuriated with Flint, he turns back at you, but kind of throws himself into battle and he charges forward at Gator, but this time Olivia slides her foot and trips him and Gator just kind of like catches him and lifts him over the shoulder and Donovan's like, stop it, stop it this is humiliating and Gator turns to you, Groth and says, Gator think he need rest <laughs> oh he does buddy he does how about you two come over here let him have the pit. Gator drops him down and boom on his back and Donovan tries to get up, stand, sort of gets a tall four, slips in the mud and like falls and then is just like sitting, laying there face down in the mud and just like bringing his fist over and over onto the ground and you, you hear faint sort of sobbing and Gator gives you a nod and him and Olivia join. Uh, Groth and uh, at least Groth and Louie uh, any other party members that want to come with uh, are going to climb up on top of the forge which is I assume kind of the like, high point near this deck and Groth is just going to bellow out wake up hopefully loud enough to wake the whole camp I think people start funneling in pretty quickly growing a crowd here uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hold Louis's hand up, I'm like a, a victory, but it's like waist height to me. But um, You're, he's dangling. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. This is why we're doing what we're doing to show these fuckers they don't own everybody. They don't own us. They don't own Brambleton. And if we don't want them to, someday, they won't own the fucking empire. This is a man who they thought would lead him directly here. And he didn't fucking break. He didn't tell him a damn thing. These people around me, they walked into the heart of the enemy occupation. In what used to be your homes, all of you. And they snatched this man from the jaws of fucking hell. It wasn't without sacrifice. It never will be. We lost. We lost someone we cared about. All of us. We don't even know where she is now. It took a toll. On everybody who was there. But we fucking did it. We got your blacksmith back. You got the heart of your town back. This man's house has been burned down. He's lost everything he had. Been taken captive 
and kept as a fucking pet to that inquisitor. And he survived. And we got him back. We burned down their gallows. The holy man burned down their food supply that they were poisoning the town with. We showed them they ain't fucking untouchable. If anybody had any questions or any concerns about their training, this is why you put them away and you keep pushing. If six of us could do this, could get this man back, what could all of us do? Flint just pulls out his flask and kind of raises it up and says, here's the pushing back. Takes a big swig. And I think that starts kind of a trickle of people who do the same. Gator lifts a water skin, hands it to Olivia, shakes her head and takes out a flask, which Kella then grabs from her. And the, the, falling like dominoes, the rest of the resistance are sort of, yeah, yeah. And drinks start going up, and you can tell there's palpable pain here. But to a lot of these people, it was a victory. But one thing you notice is Starlet Moonbow is not part of this. I want to, but wants to look around and see if he can spot her. You spot her not far from where you last left her, slumped against a tree. Uh, Bo will, I think, kind of give some space, but probably go over and kind of s- just squat silently and pull out a ceremonial, ceremonial f- like, flask f- of uh, wine that no one has probably ever seen and just pull it out and, like, take a sip and just set it the same way he set up the folded. And I imagine that maybe the handkerchief is still there, maybe it's not, but it's in the same way kind of way. As you approach the back of this tree, pull that flask out of a deep place in your satchel. You see her sleeping back straight up against this heavy tree, but convulsing, shaking, flailing, twitching violently, whimpering. Oh. Well, then I definitely wouldn't have taken a sip. Ed Valley would have not done that at all. <laughs> but I was like, cheers like, to that, that my friend. Yeah, yeah like... <laughs> That's I'm a big need this mood. this when you wake up. <laughs> she lays on the ground starts convulsing, too. <laughs> In solidarity. Mm. <laughs> um, Flint, Flint's doing the worm. He just kind of like... He's like, oh shit, so we're all doing Hey, what are you guys doing over here? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get with the parties this way, guys. <laughs> he, then Bo probably had this whole little, like, move pl- kind of planned. Like, be like, well, I'm just going to go over there and do that. But then once he comes up, he's like, oh shit. And probably, like, takes your shoulders and starts shoulders and starts shaking. And it's like, um, Star, are you okay? Star does not wake but you hear her mumbling just like no i'm i'm sorry no it wasn't i didn't mean to but she's just she's got this furrowed look on her face and she's just 
I would say you probably get the feeling that she is likely not going to wake up out of this until she just pulls through it. Um, is it, like, convulsing, like, where you're in danger of yourself? Like, where you should, like, put something in your mouth or something? Like, uh, more like just, that kind it, of thing, it's a really it's... bad-looking dream, like, night terrors and stuff. So it's not like you're on a full, like, blow, like, seizure or something. <laughs> right, yeah. Heard you want Finn's milk, Gar. <laughs> Don't bite your tongue. <laughs> oh, God. That'll give That's, her like, those salts that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, yeah, she just she's having some pretty bad night terrors. She just, I don't know. I, I would say she just she looks pretty bad in general because she's just refused all help at this point. Knowing, seeing that like it's not a medical like crisis and it's something that's probably going to be worked through, Bo will stay by Star's side and cast guidance to try to help guide her peacefully out of it. What if even I don't know if she would you know if that would technically work roles wise but that seems like something that might could i think it works for it's flavor kind of, yeah i yeah, like the flavor like, for sure yeah that's cool because it's kind of like you're rolling saving throws against your own mind and your own right experience and you wouldn't want to be in the in that dream so you'd want to get out <laughs> standing up from where star is and doing whatever you can to help you turn around and you're tired. Your armor's heavy. You let a big sigh out of exhaustion. Just <sighs> And you see a black cat sitting, looking at you with yellow eyes. Before it stands and slowly turns away and looks to the rising sun. And gives out a mournful. <laughs> Me too, kitty. Me too. And you can see the dew sprinkling, shimmering off the light of the dawn attached to the spider webs. And it reminds you of Shadow. You all are very, very tired. Stars asleep. Groth, I imagine giving this speech probably took maybe the last bit of energy you had left out of you. Flint. Soaking your bones in whiskey. Doesn't wake you up the way it usually does. What are you guys doing? Groth is going to let Lou go back to what he was doing, you know, just relaxing and stuff, and then go, like, sit next to the equally tired, equally broken down Donovan. You still want to spar? Yeah. Alright, let's get to it. And with the rising sun... Chatter is mute and the clanking of wooden training weapons echoes throughout this hollow point in the forest. And I imagine you both go until you drop. And I imagine that doesn't take long. 
30 seconds tops. <laughs> Flint, what about you? Um, <clears throat> so what Flint's been doing this whole time is uh, pouring over some old ledgers that he had that belonged to him and his partner, Davey, when they were, you know, doing the slave trade thing together. And he's trying to find, he's going over all the, basically all the ledgers and correspondence that were like, um, pertaining to the Delacroix family and seeing if he can find anything that matches. Cause there's like rudimentary, like descriptions and stuff of each slave that they sold to them. And he's mostly going over Davies cause he has never seen those before. Um, going over Davies and seeing if there's anything in there that matches Shadow's description. Give me an investigation check. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Can I get advantage because yeah. these are my ledgers, technically? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. No problem. No problem. Let me use inspiration on that. <laughs> or re-roll, excuse me, sorry. You piece of shit. Wait, you had advantage and you're doing a... Yeah, because I really want this one to work. This one to work. I'm just making sure I understand. I don't know if that's how re-rolls work, but... Why not? What? Because I think re a re-roll <laughs> gives you advantage. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. It gives you. I thought you just rerolled a d twenty. It's so kind too. of a, semantics, though. It's different. I think. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's supposed to give you advantage because then you get to choose the better. I don't think you can give me double advantage. I don't think this is a necessarily hard check. What'd you get for the first advantage? I don't uh, know. It's called a re-roll. I feel like you able to re-roll it. Yeah, but, it's okay. not called that because of what it does. It call, it's called that because of the podcast. I don't care. <laughs> It doesn't make who put, sense. Who put you in charge, Tanner? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, my first roll was a 15, and then my re-roll got me a 16. <laughs> All right. Well, keep your re-roll. Okay. We'll go with the 15. No, you don't learn anything. <laughs> no, you don't learn anything. DC 16. Sorry. If you got it. <laughs> <laughs> You're pouring over these ledgers. Dusty, old pages that haven't been opened in... Maybe years. Thumbing through. For the brutal man that Davy was, his penmanship is actually quite neat and remarkable. A beautiful cursive, like building blocks together. Thumbing through descriptions of different slaves whom he coldly refers to as merchandise. You see, human male... 30s, strong. Human male, 80s, polite. Human female, teen, quiet. And then thumbing over, you find one that's interesting. Unknown elf. Woman. Beautiful. Strong temper. Sold. To the Delacroix estate. For 4,000 gold pieces. And Flint's expression kind of narrows a little bit and he takes a sturdy drag off the milk gar as he kind of nods to himself and then kind of drifts off into sleep and one more note this was years 
a hmm. decade ago. I do have a note of like if as long as if stars, I guess it doesn't matter what is going on, but um, Bo will the last remaining moments of just oh, being awake wants to um, pull out uh, his journal and any books and just try to desperately grasp a spell which is coming with the level up um, a spell called sending in any effort to have any contact with shadow <laughs> at all and that's like his that's like, exactly what Groth just learned he can do really <laughs> that's okay. part of my expanded spells list well, <laughs> well we're at the same idea i was so i guess we'll find that out it'll have to wait till the morning or the yeah but i imagine like the last day. moments maybe i can finish studying it you know um whatever yeah uh, yeah, I imagine you pouring over, like, do you have, like, a prayer book? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine you pouring over, like, your prayer book, like, thumbing maybe your, uh, I want to say rotisserie, but that's not the right word. <laughs> my rotisserie. Yeah, your rotisserie beads. <laughs> Draped over my hand. Covered in grease. Are you saying, maybe? Are you saying ro Rolodex? Does she have a prayer Rolodex? <laughs> <laughs> the rosary. Oh, that's good. My Rolls Royce. I <laughs> <laughs> just bow crying in a fucking like $200,000 Rolls so Royce. Sad. <laughs> that person looks so sad, but he looks so good. <laughs> okay. Anybody would not do anything else before you pass out? I would just say, narratively, Groth thinks of attempting to find Shadow and gets a twinge of pain. Doesn't know what it means right now. Falls asleep thinking about it. Pain Passed out in the pit. I just, yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> out of curiosity, uh, Bo, do you just stay with Star there, or do you go back or anything, or try to drag her over there? She's <laughs> like, God, you're fucking heavy, Jesus. Drops her, oop. That's like way, I think way too invasive. Like Bo is not about to touch you, like without you ever, like I don't know, asking if you wanted to be carried and you asked, he would. But put a you, put a blanket on her. Yeah, I mean that probably would be <laughs> put it. There'd a pillow be like, over her face or something. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Nice and cozy. You're so <laughs> ugly when you cry. <laughs> she put a flask next to her. You're like what, man, that looks like a bad do? dream. <laughs> <laughs> I was she's really <laughs> bumming me out. <laughs> no, I probably the vibes thought, are off. Um, after like seeing what you're going through, probably came back with blankets and maybe is laying on top of a blanket with like these notes thrown out and uh, the books open and had obviously fallen asleep studying this kind of next to you, making sure you were okay too. But fell asleep before you probably woke up. I like that. I like the idea of Groth and Donovan kind of like asleep at the base of like the training armory the little chest that and um rack that holds the practice weapons all covered in soot and mud yeah you're all sooty <laughs> flint where are you where are you falling asleep just next to the campfire like in his little tent thing okay and you all slowly 
start to slumber as the camera pans to the now risen sun awakening the morning of Rel. And the camera pans back down to a mud-trotted path. A horse gallops, tearing through the dirt, darting past a traveling merchant, startling his horse. Hey, gods damn you! He throws a curse at the rider, who's ferrying a small passenger. The figure lowers and crouches as the mountain accelerates. You have been gone for quite some time, child. Delacroix has been searching for you. Do not try to escape now that I am familiar with you. I will always be able to find you. And as long as you stay put, your friends will live. Shadow, you are bound and blindfolded in front of this rider on the back of this horse. What are you doing? Oh boy, uh... I mean, if I wanted to escape, I could, you know. <laughs> and if I wanted to kill you, I would. Guess where to checkmate. Do not fear, child. For the path that awaits you is... Exciting. And the camera pans back up to the midday sun, rising over the city of Blackreach, way off in the distance. And we'll see you guys next time on the Reroll Podcast. Dang, I almost cried two episodes in a row. That was a, I <laughs> did cry episode. this one. The beginning, I cried. Yeah, you, I you had me going a little too bit emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> re-rolls all around except for the shadow. <laughs> you get nothing. You don't, we don't reward being kidnapped. <laughs> you, you couldn't use um, The Inquisitor actually gets a <laughs> yeah, you get Thank you for listening to the Reroll podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media? Listen to another episode or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rel main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.